Hey, AP Lit, Mrs. Ford here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's see what time it is. Okay, Wednesday. I, I did know that it was April 15th today, and the time is 8.20 p.m. Oh, guys, Jeopardy College Championship. So good. Um, my son is 12, and even he's getting questions right. And I mean, does is anything a bigger boost to your self-confidence than getting questions right in Jeopardy? There was a whole category of video games tonight. Um, which I did not know, but there was also, oh, pardon the yawn, a whole category of um, poetry. And last night there was a whole category of book chapters and Lord of the Flies was one of the answers and it was great. That's really giving me life lately. Okay, so tonight on the pod we're going to talk about two things. One is uh, the test review assignments and test review in general. And the second thing is I'm going to read y'all a poem because it's Poetry Wednesday. Um, I have a poem that I always read when... Um, there are hard things that are happening in the world. And I've shared this with classes in previous years that I've, I don't know, I've seen it like roll around Twitter and stuff also. And it's a beautifully written poem and it makes me, it just, I, I think poetry for me personally is something I read to help me understand extremely complicated situations. And we're in one right now and it doesn't offer any answers, but it just reminds you what is sort of at the soul of life. And that's important for, for me right now. I don't want to speak for you. I'm not going to say poetry is going to be your therapy, but I really like um, reading poetry. I have this book called Good Poems. That's what it's called. It's called Good Poems. And it's just an anthology of good poems. And I just like to flip through and sometimes I'll read a poem and I'll get halfway through it and think, I don't really like this poem. And I'll stop. <laughs> and then I'll find a, another good one that I really like. Um, so anyway, I'm going to read a poem at the end. Okay, so tonight specifically, I'm going to talk about the test review. The first thing that I want to say is if you are not taking the AP Lit test, please do not do any of the test review activities unless you are bored and want to test your skills. If you're wondering if you can opt out, I've sort of heard that rumor in the rumor mill. Um, I emailed Mrs. Dixon because I actually, I actually don't know if you can get your money back. I'm sort of assuming that AP is going to the great lengths that it's going to to give in-home tests because they're absolutely not interested in refunding anyone their money. But I could be wrong. What do I know? Um, I just had not heard that from College Board. Okay, so if you're not taking the test, you probably want to listen to this episode because I have such a great radio voice, but you don't really have to listen to this one. If you are taking the, unless you want to fast forward to the end where I read um, the poem. If you are taking the test, I do want to talk a little bit about the practice that I've offered in classroom this week and how we are going to prepare. So let's talk first specifically about what the test is going to look like. And I know I've talked about this before, but maybe you haven't started tuning in until right now. So you guys are going to get 45 minutes to answer one FRQ or free response question. The FRQ question that they are giving you is the prose question. Now that I think about it, we should have guessed this was going to be the essay question. If they're giving you guys an in-home question and they don't want you to cheat, they can't give you poetry because they would have to disclose the title and author and then you could just Google the poem. And they can't give you question three because it's about a novel of your choice, which would be so easy to cheat. So they're going to give you a prose passage and today... On my AP Lit Facebook page, one 
one thing I learned was that they're not going to provide you with the author, the author's name or the title of the work because they don't want you to Google it. And I think that's kind of a smart idea. I mean, I, I, I feel bad for you guys because that's kind of annoying as a person who's done these a lot. I know for me, I always want to know who the author is just so I can kind of mentally prepare. Like, is it, you know, Nathaniel Hawthorne? Okay. I kind of got to buckle up for a certain style. Um, if it's someone more contemporary, right? So you guys are not going to get the author of the passage, nor will you get the title of the novel. They'll probably give you a little bit of context. Otherwise the task would be pretty much impossible. And then you have 45 minutes to read and then complete the essay. You can handwrite the essay and take a photo of it, or you can type the essay and submit it from there. You can print the passage out if you have a printer and then you can write on it. But if you don't have a printer and you can't print it out, there are no annotating tools that they're giving you. They're just having you read it. Now, if I were you, I would have a piece of paper and a pen available so I could jot things down as I read through the passage. If you're, if you have a printer, that's great. I just know that, you know, printers are hard. I don't think that's a thing everyone has in the house anymore because we're so dependent on tablets and laptops. So every week until May, whatever our date is, I think it's a, a month from now. Excuse me, I'm yawning a lot. Forgive me, I woke up really early today. But anyway, every week I'm going to offer another practice uh, impromptu. And what I want you guys to get used to is I want you to, you to get used to the format. So if you don't have a printer, I want you to get used. To, I want you to get used to reading it on a screen, taking notes on it, and then completing the essay. The other thing I want you, want you to get used to is the time, the time frame. If you were to take the real AP test, you get three essays in two hours, which students in the past have said like, it feels like a lot of time because one essay you could write in 30 minutes, which frees up more time for the other two essays that involve a lot more reading. So 45 minutes is going to feel very short for you, but we're going to give it a go. So every week... I, I do want to offer the analytical practice, but it's more like, you know, I just want you to be comfortable with the task and I want you to be comfortable with whatever, I don't want to say limitations, but whatever tools you get to use, whether you're going to be annotating, whether you're going to be looking on a screen, any of that. So if you haven't done so yet, test takers, there's a video with some directions in classroom. And then this is basically going to replicate the task and we're going to use a, um, a released AP lit passage. And then I'm, I'm going to have you guys write this and turn it in to classroom. And then I'm going to read them over the weekend and provide feedback. And then I'm going to have you guys read a bunch of stuff online where um, the AP lit graders have posted feedback on this specific essay. Okay. So I say this in the video, but the task is the same task we talked about all year, which is we're looking for literary devices. And then there's going to be a prompt. It's going to be like, how does the speaker or narrator convey X, right? How does, how does somebody, whether it be the author, the speaker, the character, how do they convey something? How do they convey an attitude? How can they convey a tone, a mood? And you have to figure that out and you have to use literary devices to get there. So that's the task. Now, after, so, so the, that's the task period in classroom is your first assignment and it should, everything should link together so that you're able to complete it at home. I want you guys to 
set the timer on your phone for 45 minutes. And then I want you to hit start and open the PDF and give it a go. And then when time's up, time's up. That's all you got. This one will probably, this one will probably feel like the hardest, but that's okay. You know, we're going to have plenty of time to practice. Um, we did not do a ton of timed writing impromptus, sadly, that was really supposed to happen in the month of April, but the skill that you guys are being tested on is the skill that you have been working on all year. And I really mean that it's everything we did with King Lear. It's everything we did with heart of darkness where we have been reading really challenging texts and we have been trying to glean or take out the main idea by using, by referencing literary devices all year long. So the one that's posted, you're going to open it up, take yourself through the, the whole process, the 45 minutes, and then turn into me, whatever, whatever you got. Um, my biggest piece of advice or like my biggest concern is that for those of you who are taking the test and you are interested in getting a, a, a good score, I think it would make you feel better and make me feel better if you could come see me during office hours tomorrow. And those are posted in, in classroom. I'm going to have office hours from uh, 2.30 to 3, I think, um, for AP Lit. And I just want you to come in and talk to me about your experience because I would love to know a little bit about it before I read your impromptus. Um, so come into office hours and even if you don't have any questions, if you are taking the test, I would love to see you and touch base with you. But then also I would love to hear what your experiences would was like. And I think it would be really helpful if you guys could also talk to each other about what your experience was like. I know you've heard this a million times, okay? But I'm just going to say it again. We are working with some pretty incredible, unbelievable scenarios right now. And I just want to make sure you guys are giving yourself the grace or what's another way to say this? Go easy on yourself. I am not looking for perfect essays. This is practice, capital P practice. I'm not even going to be, you know, I'm going to give you feedback to say, here's what you're missing. Don't forget to do this thing. But at the same time, it's really practice for the sake of practice. We've got to run the laps a couple times before we line up for the final, the final race. So please don't be hard on yourself. If the thing dings and you only had the intro and one paragraph written, don't pass judgment on yourself. Just let it be what it is and send it to me and then go watch Tiger King. You know what I mean? But we have got to, I know a lot of you guys hold yourself to these very high standards, which I think is a wonderful thing, but so much of our rigor, so much of our, you know, so much of our community, so much of our <clears throat> daily conversations, like all, all of the glue that held us together in many ways has come apart and we are just trying to work with what we've got. So please, if it, did if it doesn't go well for you the practice essay if it didn't go well for you i would still love to talk to you about it because my job is to in the next 4 weeks help you feel as prepared as possible and the skill of literary analysis is something we've been doing from the beginning of the year you're all great at that now it's going to be figuring out the timing the logistics making sure you're comfortable with your setting and moving from there Okay.
So I know everybody can do this task. I know it. You guys are all going to be great at it. But we have to practice this really bizarre way in which the test is going to be administered. And one of those things that I'm talking about is only having 45 minutes to complete this essay. They've chosen the essay question that requires the most amount of reading. And again, that's really annoying. But I'm just letting you know that if you felt the time crunch on this last one, that would be completely normal. They're asking you to do a lot in a very small period of time. So please stop by my office hours tomorrow. Um, I think, let me look at what I do on calendar. Um, It's due Friday at midnight. Um, So please make sure that you complete it before then. And I'm going to take a look at all of them over the weekend. Okay. Um, Any questions? I really wish someone... I really wish I could hear someone's voice. Okay, guys, test takers, if, you, if you've decided to take the test and you're committed, I think you're going to do a great job. And I know you might not believe me, but I really feel like all my people can do well on this. And I'm going to be here every step of the way. Okay? All right. Set aside 45 minutes and get it done. Okay, everybody, before we leave for the night, we've got to talk about this poem. Um, you can find this poem on poetryfoundation.org. It's called Good Bones. Have you guys ever heard of this poem? Um, it's really beautiful. Uh, and anytime, like in previous years when there's been sort of a, an incident, you know, in the national news that kind of shakes people up, I like to reference this poem. So it's called Good Bones by Maggie Smith. I'm going to read it. Life is short, though I keep this from my children. Life is short. And I've shortened mine in a thousand delicious, ill-advised ways. A thousand deliciously ill-advised ways I'll keep for my children. The world is at least 50% terrible, and that's a conservative estimate, though I keep this from my children. For every bird, there is a stone thrown at a bird. For every loved child, a child broken, bagged, sunk in a lake. Life is short, and the world is at least half terrible. And for every kind stranger, there is one who would break you, though I keep this for my children. I am trying to sell them the world. Any decent realtor walking you through a real shithole chirps on about good bones. This place could be beautiful, right? You could make this place beautiful. That's Good Bones by Maggie Smith. Um pretty dark and at the same time ends with this metaphor of comparing the earth to she calls it a real shithole <laughs> walking through a house and the realtor saying you know there's good bones here um i know for me the days can be hard not even the days just moments right um i have a lot to do for school and work and all these other th- things i want to work on and My kids need all sorts of things. And of course, um, I'm their mom, right? It's just me and my husband taking care of them. We don't see any grandparents or friends, no playdates. And certain days just feel like there's so much happening in our own home that can be chaotic and sometimes hard to deal with. And then, as you guys know, I go on Twitter or I check the news and, you know, it's just we are dealing with a global pandemic and... (laughs) We still seem to really hate each other in this country. And those two things are hard. 
hard to deal with. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think about how you guys are processing things as a teenager and from the sound of your journal entries, or I should say your previous journal entries, and then I just read my English 11 journal entries. It sounds like that people are in, like in their homes, it sounds like people are in good places and and that's good. I just wonder how much you're looking outwardly to what's happening. And in some ways, and I'm sure you've gone through the same thing, I am so disappointed in the adults in this world and it makes me very sad. And then in other ways, I am fascinated and I am, I'm just blown away by what people are capable of doing, both in terms of like creating a vaccine, coming up with treatments and all this science and donating tons of money and trying to get the masks and the ventilators and all of this coordinated. And then on the much smaller scale, like how the nurses want to wear pictures of themselves so that their patients can see their real faces. A million different things. Mrs. Weiss sent me a podcast episode to listen to. And in the opening part of the podcast, the interviewer, he calls this kid who's 10 years old and he has to stay home alone by himself all day because his parents still have to go to work. And he's chatting with the kid and the kid's like, I've never had to stay home before by myself. And this is just a lot for, you know, he's just saying I'm really lonely. His dad comes home for lunch and he says, that's really nice, but it's really hard. And <clears throat> at one point he, the interviewer was like, the kid's name is Simon. He's like, Simon, what do you do all day? And he's like, well, I do my homework. You know, he's 10. He's like, I practice my recorder. He's like, oh, go get your recorder. Like, let's hear, what, what are you working on? He's like, oh, I'm, an, I'm working on the song When the Saints Go Marching In. And the interviewer, his name is Jonathan Goldstein. He has Simon play When the Saints Go Marching In. And I just started to cry. <laughs> I just started to cry. Oh, my gosh, as a mom, I was thinking about this boy home alone all day and just, you know, playing on his little recorder. And it really got to me, guys. But – to me, that's what this poem is about. It's saying, it's saying, this place is tough. And if you don't know that, you're going to know it eventually. But all we can do is, all we can do is try to make it beautiful. That's all we can do. Oh, anyway, I love you guys very much. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. Email me if you have questions. Um, I actually haven't returned emails from like noon today, but I'm about to go do that right now. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. Keep reading. I'm going to discuss chapter nine tomorrow on the pod.